0: This is The
1: Relevant Podcast. It's Tuesday, September 28th, 2021, and it's The Relevant Podcast. Man, it's the end of September already. That's crazy. Sheesh. Here in Orlando, I am your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Austin, Texas, author, podcaster, uh, speaker, children's book author, Jamie
0: Ivey. Hey, guys.
1: And from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, mogul, who just recently dropped a fantastic album, Derek Miner. Howdy. There you go. See, you guys, I told everybody on Friday's show, you guys don't plug your own stuff, so I'll I'll plug it for you. Hey,
2: right. speaking, speaking of those two things real quick, Derek yeah. and
1: Jamie, book tour, music tour,
2: what's the status for, for listeners out there that want to see you guys out on the road?
3: Non-existent. <laughs>
0: Derek and I are doing one together. It's bring your kids, and um, Derek does his thing, and then I do a little reading in the in the middle for the childrens. No,
2: Derek, no we're I, not doing. I, we're not doing. Can that. I come and do some tableside close up magic? Just at all of the locations to get people warm. What do you
1: up? do? Just wander around in the crowd, just like randomly. That's right. That's right.
2: I don't do stage magic. I do <laughs> street. Got to be real keep close. It, keep it at street magic. Guys. Is it magic
0: or illusions?
2: No, it's, it's magic. It's, I'll, I'll be honest. It's, it's, it's a it's combination of both. It's, yeah, it's, yeah it's, <laughs> it's, I'm tapping into something. The dark Jamie, arts, Jamie. Oh Jamie, I'll, I'll, Jamie, I'll be honest. I don't even know how these tricks work. So all I know is I say this weird phrase in Latin, and I summon something, and it works. Every time. Yeah, that's weird. So <laughs> people love it.
1: <laughs> I don't even know. Uh,
3: yeah, y'all gonna, get some, y'all gonna get some emails about that one.
1: <laughs> so if the people listening to the show for the first time today? They're like, I thought this was a Christian podcast. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a great show for the Christians who want to keep listening. We have a great show oh, in store for you today. Uh, pastor. He's a Christian pastor. Levi Lusco <laughs> joins us. He's coming up. We're going to talk about the next generation of the church. Gen Z and uh how we can remain faithful as uh we all move forward so yeah, it's a great conversation, and no dark dark arts are. We need discussed. You
2: Levi. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, 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 Jesus. he's He's thr- he's thrilled that uh, we've we've started off the the podcast by whimsically, He was, a, uh, he was just about witchcraft. to post
1: this episode to his followers, and then he gave it a couple minutes. <laughs> so anyway, to, so anyway, there at the at the magic show, I bust out the Ouija board, Levi, and then <laughs> then I felt the presence come upon me. Yeah, uh, and at the end of the show, we. We have a hilarious new game where we try to speak the Queen's English. The Queen's English is coming up mm. later. Oh yeah. No. And you know what? It slices. We got a bunch going on. So let's just jump right into it. Stay tuned. Up next, it slices. Until it lasts forever. You're listening to Parcels, the song is something greater. Well, today's episode is brought to you by podcast creation platform Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor yet, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. There are custom tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and every major platform. The cool thing is you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, it's time for Slices.
2: All right, what do you have, Jesse? All right, how often does this happen to you guys? It's, uh, it's, you know, Sunday, coming home from church, the, everybody's hungry in the family, and you can't agree on where you're going to go, and you're like, all right, let's just do it. Let's go to Chick-fil-A. And you pull up. And you make it all the way there and you're like, ah, it's close. Let's be honest. How often does that, has that happened to
0: you guys? I get a craving for Chick-fil-A every Sunday.
1: Every Sunday. Every Sunday. I want, it's because you want what you can't have. Like just in Mm -hmm. life, you know, it's like you're obsessed about when you're single, you're obsessed about the girl that was out of your range. You're obsessed about the car you can't afford. You're you're, you're obsessed about the job you can't, you're not qualified for. You want what you can't have, which is Chick-fil-A on Sundays. It happens every week. Yeah.
2: Well, thankfully, uh, a solution to that problem uh, in, in in somewhat limited supply uh, has been proposed by a brand you might know them as Mischief. It's it's stylized with capital letters letters M S C H F. Now, aren't they, they the double shoes? They are so basically they are sort of a streetwear art house provocateur agency slash studio based out of Brooklyn that has sort of made a name for themselves uh, with sort of elaborate performance art stunts that kind of blend into marketing. Uh, most recently, they made the custom. I think they were Air Maxes, Cameron, for Little yeah. Nasx. Yeah, they made custom Air Maxes in limited. They did the supply.
1: Heaven and Hell one? They did. Mm-hmm. They did the holy water in the, inside the soul, and then they did the yep. devil shoes with blood in the in the. Soul. Yeah,
2: and like pentagrams and crosses, and and, yeah. and, and they're they're provocateurs, and they, and they got sued but, by
1: Nike. By the way, they, and Nike yeah. won. So yeah, yeah.
2: well, and, and they're but they, it hasn't Ooh. stopped them. They're still in business, and they're still uh, being provocative. And their latest campaign, and that one that that campaign had a more obvious tie. It was you know. A honestly, a pretty effective way to promote the the music of Little Nas X, and uh, uh, you know, it got a lot of people talking about it, and it was a very effective campaign. Their X campaigns, the uh, you know, sort of the reason that they're doing it isn't all that clear, but it is equally as funny and kind of cool. Uh, so they have launched a website that is MSCHF. Uh, sundayservice.com. And if you go there, you will find the ability to put in your uh, 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 phone number and on Sunday, if they are operating in your area, you will get a text notifying you that they are ready to deliver your Chick-fil-A sandwich. So uh, they are going to be How? delivering Chick-fil-A sandwiches to uh, people who, who go to their website and put in their phone number on Sundays. Now, I will say it's not free. It does cost 666
1: No,
3: no. Cents. No.
2: Yeah, it's six dollars and sixty six. It's six six six. Okay. Six dollars 6, 6. $6 yeah. and
1: sixty six yeah. cents, I'm looking at it.
2: <laughs> yeah. And so uh, now, uh, how it works is, and this is straight from the website. So on Sunday, we will send our secret restaurant link to everyone in our delivery radius. Sign up through the website to get on our list. We are we are uh, we are closed every day except for Sunday. So don't expect to get any text Saturday night confirming your order. Quantity is limited. (laughs) First come, first served. We of course can't make more sandwich. We can't make the sandwiches that day because uh, the real Chick Fil A is closed. So basically, they're going to select markets. They're buying up a bunch of sandwiches sandwiches on Saturdays, and for everyone who signed up, they will find people who are in the area and text them and be like, your sandwich is ready, and we will deliver it. Now, it is a fantastic and amazing idea. The sandwiches are going to be a day old, because they had to buy them on Saturday, but they said they will keep them hot until delivery time. Now, uh, they actually have a Bible verse to back up what they're doing, though I will oh warn you, gosh. there are some strong there's some strong language on their site that some listeners may, be, may find offensive if they go there, but they did have the colossians two sixteen emblazoned on the website may i read that verse for you guys yes, is anyone familiar with colossians two sixteen off the top of your head this is the verse they're using the website therefore let no one pass judgment on you in question of food and drink or with regard to the sabbath so i do feel like they have a bible
1: verse <laughs> and then they corner. say they then say tweet at chick-fil-a and thank them for spitting in the face of god Basically, oh by, by not by not serving food on Sunday, they're spitting in the face of God in light of Colossians 2.16. That's what it Listen,
0: says. I'm I not endorsing. This is definitely
3: youth group kids that have been hurt. And they're <laughs> like,
0: we're going to- Church hurt. Wait until we get older. Oh my gosh, I'm going to make you pay. We're coming for you, Daryl. Hey, but you know what, Jesse? I have to say, y'all know my son works at Chick-fil-A. No. So, oh. Yeah, so he works there. And um, every all a lot of times he works a late shift. And so he'll come home with bags of sandwiches. He gets five bags on Monday and it's his lunch for the whole week. He just gets to take home the stuff they didn't use. And so Amos, my son, could actually be a delivery person for uh, this very terrible Colossians company right here in Austin.
3: Hey, MSCHF. I- uh, hey, mm-hmm. Make a little money on Sunday. On Sunday. Right. So you know what? Right. I'll tell you this. He sells them
0: to his brothers. They're like, hey, can I have a sandwich? He sells them to them for $3. So my son gets well, well, a free he sandwich. He gets it for free, though. He gets it for free, and then he makes a $3 profit to his brothers. Delete, <laughs> delete, 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 delete. That's hey, crazy. Jamie, i would not he's a smart businessman or really He was given the thing
1: for free. He should be this. and graceful. Don't worry, Cameron. We're trying to have some life
0: lessons here. Should it? (laughs) There's two lessons here. You've been given something, share it. And also, dude, that's Uh. really good entrepreneurship. Like way to go.
2: Sally. Jamie, I don't, I don't know how to tell you this. I believe your son is embezzling from Chick
0: Fil A <laughs> in the form she of some like, sandwiches. <laughs> it would be best if he took them to school and started selling. He's made them. a
2: cool profit of seventeen dollars. So I know, I think, yeah, no, but like, obviously, I the the, the methods that they're doing is 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 a little tongue in cheek here. Um, and but I do think I think it's legitimately funny and and like an interesting way to drum up uh, you know publicity for their. Age agency um and you know i i think a lot of times christians are like just too sensitive about stuff like honestly like who cares like who's actually Bags. offended by this and who's actually like all right oh, that's kind of funny like they're real. like if you go to the website it's all black and red there's like a little <laughs> silhouette devil on there like they're having fun with the construct they have an animated wrong- gif
1: i just tried to sign up and it says, uh, yeah. sorry, you're outside of our delivery range. And there's Ooh. an animated GIF of Jesus in his robe with a halo riding a large chicken, like riding it like a horse. It's like a horse sized chicken. And that Bro, if that tells you anything. Play. It's certainly something that
0: I would like sign up and not tell anyone I signed up for it. Stop yeah. playing. I just
1: gave them my phone number. <laughs> I just tried to get some Chick-fil-A but, but, on Sunday. But
2: but look, look, I, I get that that is irreverent, you know what I mean? But I also think Which it's it pretty... Is. Yeah, it which, Jesus yeah, was. There's no question.
3: Jesus first would think off, it's funny. First off, that ain't Jesus, because I can guarantee you it's the white dude. Yeah. I'm you know still so laughing at that's it. Jesus. So that ain't even Jesus. That's John. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, you know what I'm saying? But, but, that's but I also,
2: and maybe I'm giving them too much credit here, but they are like an art studio. But honestly, like, I don't I don't see how, you know, the Jesus riding a chicken, which is meant to be <laughs> Jesus is it's Sam. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying it's is like, Blake. his name is Blake.
3: <laughs>
1: Blake is right,
2: but 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 how is that? But how is that any less offensive than, you know, someone doing something non-tongue-in-cheek, like putting a Bible verse reference on the inside of a Styrofoam cup that's going to end up in a landfill, or you know what I'm saying? Like you see that kind of stuff all the time, non-ironically. All they're doing is pointing out: look, you're appropriating uh, the 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 gospel here for commercial gain and it might actually what you know like i said like putting it on the ins- inside of a styrofoam cup or inside the tag like Forever 21 or, or, you know, I think it was forever 21 or, or whatever the yeah, clothing company that would put by, but what I'm saying is like the point of this, of this exercise beyond just drumming up publicity, I feel like their art is actually making pretty good points about sort of the awkward intersections of faith, business, and consumerism, especially when the people that are the consumer and the people that are making the product are both Christians and infuse that into the marketing. I feel like it's a kind of a savvy campaign.
0: Listen, I'm laughing and I would give them my phone number. So there's that.
4: Yeah.
2: And yeah, yeah, I would, I would easily pay $6.66 for a sandwich on Sunday. No
0: questions. Or you can come to my house and get it from Amos for $3. So there's that. Done.
1: Done. Done. All right. (laughs) What do you have, Jamie? Other than $3 (laughs) Chick-fil-A.
0: I've got a lot of Chick-fil-A sandwiches at my house. Uh, So guys, recently, uh, there is um a scientist. I don't think he's a scientist. Let me start over here. Yeah, a scientist saying that they could bring back woolly mammoths. Do you think, think this is a good idea or a bad idea? And I'm going to tell you.
3: We've why, seen a movie about this. Bring right? Back.
0: Jurassic Park? Bring yeah. Back. Bring yeah. it back. Why not? Bring it back? Okay, so here's what they're saying. They have funding. Uh, Harvard University professors got $15 of uh, funding, and they're working on this. They want to bring back species who have left an ec- ecological void as they went extinct. So mm. they're saying that the woolly mammoths actually helped the climate because when they would walk, they would take off the top layer of snow, and then it would help something with the grass, like it's kind of what you were saying. And Harvard
3: Jesse. be just doing whatever they want. They line. They have billions in <laughs> endowment. They don't <laughs> they even just, care anymore. Yeah, they're they like, just like, you know
0: what? Yeah, let's we'll bring it, back a
3: ter- velociraptor. Let's do yeah, that. Yeah.
0: It said that they scraped away layers of snow so that cold air could reach the soil and maintain the permafrost. And so then they, when they disappeared, that um all started reversing. And so they're saying, hey, we can bring this woolly mammoth back to help this out. Now There's some bad things about this as well is that a lot of things that were around, obviously, when woolly mammoths were walking are not here anymore. And there are new things that are here. And so would they actually work together? Would they go back Mm -hmm. together and work? And so they're also not going to be able to create this 100% identical, you know. But what if they could bring it back and it could save other things? So they're thinking also— so there's the good part about it, but it could also upset the ecosystems that we have that are working now. So it's a little up for, you know, up to, for debate about whether this would be good or bad. I have an but idea. Guys,
1: get an island, like one island, and then you put, you just put them all there and, and see just what see what happens. Yeah. And you could visit it maybe like you could, you know, the guests it's come watch there. Yeah, yeah. Like you could, like ride around and observe them. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What
3: could go wrong? That's all I'm saying. Hey, is Island? Island? hey, hey, hey white people, how about we don't <laughs> do,
0: do none of it? How about we do none of it? Just stop. How about Guys, we just. They think that they can produce an embryo in six years.
3: Let's just, why, why don't we just go to a movie?
0: Called Jurassic we, we, Park?
3: We, we, uh, yeah, or whatever. We don't have to do this. We could go to a movie, we could go on a hike, um, we could do tons of stuff. Besides was an elaborate marketing animals? campaign for
1: Ice Age Four, starring Ray Romano. Probably and, here it I, Yeah,
2: it is like it is funny that I mean, because literally this is the plot of Jurassic Park. Like I mean, it, it's it's the exact. It's not like I mean they found something frozen in ember or ice or whatever, and and the questions you know, like, that stop. we're kind of jokingly asking here that they literally. Directly ask like the scientists were so busy deciding whether they could, they forgot to ask whether they should. That's literally with the conversation we're having. That's here. This whole article that was right in here in the move, <laughs> and it is like I don't, I don't know. I mean, the, the ethics of it seem kind of complicated because very, I think it, it seems like something like a woolly mammoth that otherwise would be forever. I mean, it seems like uh, unless something weird happens, would be forever in in, in, in sti- like I don't, I don't know if that's fundamentally wrong. I just, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it, I, it's I don't know. the
1: it's God's creative intent question, and and your right. belief and 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 God's plan for His creation. Endangered species like dying, maybe like, is that because that was just ecologically what god intended or is that man-made right harmful pollution causing it and that there is a purpose in that species being on this earth who knows and that comes back to the woolly mammoth and other things like that it's like you know what's wrong with bringing back something that was part of god's original creation you know like i
4: don't know what's wrong How how about
3: this we could just like like do something like reduce our carbon footprint so that Earth won't be jacked up or like, like So we don't need holy mammoths
1: to help with the permafrost. Maybe, yeah, maybe, just, maybe, stop yeah, maybe we could just stop
3: driving. Yeah, we just drive if electric a, cars. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so maybe, there you you know, right. We could All do right. things like that. We could, you know, I don't know. Interesting. Hey, just right. a good, good idea to me.
1: It's a fun yeah. thought exercise and if you're curious how it should play out or how it might play out, there's a film called Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park 2, <laughs> 3, Jurassic World, Jurassic World, <laughs> Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom that kind Of play it all out for you if you're they even have
3: a ride at Universal scared my kids so I mean, you get a full experience of what it's gonna look like. My (laughs) question
2: is, why start with a woolly mammoth? Because, like, if I were just straight up, like, let's say I was gonna rank dinosaurs (laughs) right now, okay. Or like prehistoric animals. I feel like Wooly mammoths didn't even crack in the top 10. I mean, we we're all pretty, we, we all feel like Triceratops probably number one. I mean, like he's, just the slubby,
1: he's the schlubby character in Ice Age. Like, he's not even the cool the cool that's character what I'm in the Ice Age. You don't to bring the, the cool minimum, characters
3: back, though. Like, because they have big fangs and teeth. Okay. And, uh, but, but, but at, true, the, at like the bare that.
2: minimum, why don't we do what everyone literally blanks right in the middle? It's No one's at the bottom of the list. It's no one's at the top of the dinosaur list. That's Stegosaurus. OK, it's got a spiky tail. It's got a tiny little head. It's got those cool little, you know, things, fins down the back. Everyone could agree. Look, Stegosaurus, I'm pretty cool with that coming back. They should have started there because I'm not all that jazzed about a woolly mammoth. To be I'm honest not cool with,
3: you. with none of it coming back so y'all can start the <laughs> zombie apocalypse. I'm not cool with none of
0: it coming back. Just Look, I should step- clarify. It's actually not even going to be a woolly mammoth. It's going to be a hybrid.
3: See, that's what Asian I'm saying, man. And, this, and they're going
0: to call it a, a mammophant.
3: Now, see, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, we could just, y'all, we could just go We're out to eat. Mam-a-fant. We ain't got to do none of this. We could just go out to eat. Like, let's just do that. Let's just, let's go chill. Let's go the Netflix yeah, and we chill. Could, we maybe ain't gotta we to eat
2: this. mammophant. And, uh, you know. It Try
3: really does strike me. white folks, really gonna do this. Y'all, it really y'all does do strike it. me as what's the, the point. That is a good.
1: Derek's making mm-hmm. a good point. There's so many other things that we could be investing in to make humanity, make the world a better place. We don't really need to waste our time on this, but all right. What do you have,
3: Derek? Well, since we're gonna bring one back, and just to <laughs> let y'all know, you know, I just found out today that uh, 27 different species. Have gone off the endangered species list. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so Is they're g- back. D- no, because they're dead.
0: Oh, they're extinct.
3: They're extinct. Oh. They went from endangered to extinct. So uh, between the between <laughs> it's the not wildfires, the direction. Oh. It's not going the right direction. So between the wildfires, you know, in Australia, over they said over a million animals died. No, no, um, a billion.
4: Um, wow. A billion. Say over a
3: billion animals died. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we between global warming and and the the crazy like floods and things of that nature that we've lost twenty seven species. So we didn't even have to go get the mammoths. We could have just tried to save the ones it's we got. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, that I think that's the issue. Like we ain't got to do this. We could just just save the ones we got. Because you gonna mm. bring the mammoth that back? You gonna do nothing but make it go extinct again? That's all you are gonna do? Twenty. Seven
1: species. That's crazy. I forgot that stat about a billion animals getting killed in Australia last year. I mean, that's and that
3: was the first wildfire. That's not. You know, they had another one this year. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's like
1: and and right now in the Pacific Northwest, I mean, all the sequoia forests are on fire, and like absolutely multi-thousand-year-old sequoia trees are getting killed and stuff. I mean, it's just like it's. Yeah, maybe we need to look at a kind of climate change and. Creation care and conservation, and not what is know. the
3: point of bringing it back to yeah, kill right. it again? It right. don't make no sense. <laughs> they
1: bring back the, the woolly <laughs> ant, and then it gets <laughs> killed in the wildfire. a wildfire. Yeah. Just yeah. to kill him again. The mammoth the mammoth. He, like, I, mammoth. He, he's, he
3: like I was chilling. I was with. I was with God. Next thing you know, I'm to <laughs> pop back down and Y'all burn me up in the woods. <laughs> Let the mammoth chill, man. He did his. He did his job. His work yeah. is over with. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, that'll do it for slices.
1: Uh, Stay tuned. Up next, Levi Lesko joins us, unless he decided to opt out of this episode.
2: He heard Jesus riding a chicken uh, early, and he just you know, his agent. His agent said strongly worded, email
1: "Absolutely and, not, uh, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> in the strongest possible terms." They are. He's pulling out of
3: this podcast. He said the story was too titillated for we had to get out of here. Oh my it my came God. up again. All right.
2: He's a, he, he, here's here's what we didn't realize. He's a big thing guy and
4: uh, mammoth is <laughs> his favorite
2: animal and he's pretty upset that we don't want to bring him back so y'all mean- all of
0: your female listeners are thinking that you're saying mammogram every time we say mammoth, and I just I, you all aren't thinking it, but I'm thinking it. I just hear mammogram. Listen, last time I interviewed
2: <laughs> Levi Losco, they said, "Hey, listen, have a great interview. Be sure to just mention the book and the new website, and you know he's got this uh, special service going on this Sunday. Also, don't disparage the mammoth. He's very, very into just mammothants and uh, <laughs> doesn't anything really about battle. So. Uh,
1: Too, car wash, the song is "Friendship." Well, today's show is also brought to you by the Faith and Sports Institute at Baylor University's Truett Seminary. The Faith and Sports Institute is a place where Christian leaders in sports are formed and equipped through theological education, practical training, and thoughtful resources. Uh, they offer a graduate degree program, continuing education classes, intensive retreats, and more. To learn and grow with the Faith and Sports Institute, visit baylor.edu slash truett, that's T-R-U-E-T-T, slash F-S-I. Think deep, lead strong, and run the race well with the Faith and Sports Institute today. That's baylor.edu slash slash F-S-I. Well, our guest today is Pastor Levi Lusco. He's the lead pastor of Fresh Life Church and has written multiple books about relying on God to face life's most difficult seasons. Our very own Tyler Huckabee recently sat down with Levi to discuss how God's truths can help us grapple with grief and how Gen Z will be shaped by and help shape the future of the church. Here's our conversation with Levi Lusko.
4: Idea about with, with the as rapidly as the culture is changing right now. What sort of how do you think this next generation could change the church, or how does the church need to start preparing itself for this next generation who are very quickly coming towards positions of being active members and even leaders? Not not too long at all from there.
5: I think if we're not asking that question, church leaders were crazy. Um, one thing for me is really being intentional about transitions you're going to lose children, you know, jumping from 5th grade to 6th grade where the safety of Sunday school gives way to at times the fear of the the youth group. So we try and really care and be intentional about transitions. I think uh as well, we're trying to be intentional about encouraging young people to not just read their bible on their phones, which obviously can be great, but it is also for me It's impossible with the notifications coming through. Yeah. The the beauty of paper. Studies show that kids who end up being readers had two things happen. They were read to by their parents and they often saw their parents reading. And I know like I'm reading Treasure Island to my kids right now. And it's funny and it's weird and it's yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum. But something about like the safety of a book and turning pages and the lack of technology involved in that. You know, there's really something powerful about it. I still remember verses I memorized as a child and references and those things that have guided me in hard times. I've, I've been kind of open about my, on my podcasts and teachings last couple of years, a real serious for me battle with anxiety that has been a part of my whole life, stemming from my parents' marriage ending blew over into full-blown panic. And Mm -hmm. in, in those moments, it was incredible, like I, there was time Tyler when I would like wake up in the night having a panic attack and I would try and grab my Bible and it all was like just, I couldn't make sense of words on the page because my heart was racing. And so in those moments I would lie back and I would close my eyes and I couldn't read the Bible. It was such a weird thing, but I could recall verses that I had tucked in my heart as a child, specifically. Um, you will keep him in perfect peace who keeps his mind on you, Isaiah 26, 3. I was in sixth grade when I memorized that, but it came back in that moment. <laughs>
4: I'm sure we both know people who have been through difficult times and that was sort of the the straw that broke their faith. They, they, they just were not able to hold on to a belief in God through that level of devastation. Uh, people listening to this podcast may be in a similar position. Uh, but uh, What would you say to somebody who is feeling that or enduring that or has endured that? What, what's your response to that situation?
5: I'd say you're not crazy. <laughs> if your faith feels like it's at odds with what you've believed about God, you're not crazy. You know, one thing I like to tell people is like, uh, if I'm talking to a dad who's lost a a daughter or a son, I always say, if you would allow me to be so bold, I would love to relieve you from the responsibility of needing to protect God from how you really feel. So if, you know, if you need to feel like I need to tell God like the right thing or I still believe or whatever you would think in your head is the right theological response, it doesn't need to be so pretty. And if you would say to God right now, if you're listening and you would say, because this was taken from me, that was precious. I don't believe you or I don't believe you're good. Tell him that. Give him that. Don't sanitize and germax your betrayal. Jesus Christ Himself said, "My God, My God, why have You forsaken me?" So I would let that sit and let that be there. Shovel mm-hmm. all that that you feel into His, like let Him deal with it. Don't feel the need to like somehow fit it into some tidy theological box or construct. I don't see that in Job. I don't see that on the cross. I don't. I don't see that. But still, keep bringing it to Him. I think don't let the fact that you're betrayed stop you from
4: from coming to Him. So often people don't know what to say in times of grief. If they're on the ones that are trying to help somebody else, they know a friend, a family member has gone through a deep loss uh but they don't know how to address it without being patronizing without being insensitive and sometimes that anxiety can just make you not say anything at all what would you say are some things that people need to be aware of or mindful of when trying to to sit with be present for be a good friend to somebody going through a personal law for grief situation
5: i think one of the reasons people don't want to say anything is because they're afraid they'll say the wrong thing like yeah. i'll make you sadding i think because we're really uncomfortable with emotions It used to be in times of grief, we would wear a black strap on our arms and everyone could see from the outside you were Mm -hmm. grieving. Now in our culture, there's no real similar thing. Like there's no way to know someone's mourning because we all wear black all the time. You and I are both in black right now. (laughs) And I think it was a cool thing when during the period of grief or mourning, you wore something to show on the outside what was happening on the inside. So now people just don't know where you're on the journey. Are you still wearing black? Is your flag still at half mast? And so I don't want to necessarily, is it going to make you sad if I bring them up? If you are, I'm uncomfortable with that emotion. I'm uncomfortable with that difficult conversation. Therefore, I'll just avoid it to save us both what is probably going to be awkward, but actually could be helpful. I would just say the only thing worse than saying the wrong thing is to say nothing. Yeah. And it mm. means so much when I hear people say Linnea's name and ask how how, how I'm doing or that, any of that. And especially in those raw first moments. You don't have to worry about what you say they're not going to remember that but they'll remember that you were there. Grief's never something you ever get completely through because it even even years later and I'm I'm 9 years into this now there's still low moments. And sure. there's time delay grenades that go off and so I would encourage people don't be afraid of saying the wrong thing. Say something, be there, show with your presence you care. You don't need to quote Romans 8:28. You don't need, you know, that's not necessary. It's just, I'm sorry, I love you, I loved your son, a memory of them, a memory of your wife. Like, talk about them, don't be afraid, even if there's tears, that tear's not bad. And I think that's one of the things people are afraid, like, oh, if you cry, it's me, I made you sad. No, you might have made me happy, and these tears are proof of my love, you know?
1: That was Levi Lesko. You can uh, hear more from him. Uh, we talked about a lot more over at RillowMagazine.com. We have a great piece with him. All right, stay tuned. Up next, it's our new game, The Queen's English. You're listening to Goth Babe. The song is Casita. Goth Babe, that was my high school nickname. Okay, it is time for our new game. The Queen's English. (laughs) It's called The Queen's English. Okay, I'm going to read what Tyler wrote for y'all. Here we go. British TV all but swept last week's Emmys with shows like The Crown and Ted Lasso scoring big wins for our friends across the pond. But sometimes British TV doesn't really translate to U.S. ears. The Yankees and Brits may both speak English, but not all of our words and phrases make sense. In this game, we'll see which member of the relevant podcast is best equipped to handle the British invasion. You'll be given a British slang word or expression and three definitions, one of which is correct. You must determine which is the right one. The winner will be crowned the new king or queen of England. Here's the first one. Jesse, you're up. Here we go. Here's the phrase, the British phrase. Bob's your uncle. Does Bob's your uncle mean? Is it a common insult for someone who's being stupid? Is it a way of expressing gratitude? Or is it a phrase that comes at the end of a list of instructions?
2: Man, that sounds for some reason... Just telling somebody that they have an uncle named Bob seems like an insult, even though I don't know why. Every Bob I know is a friendly person, but I'm gonna go with number one, that it means you're being stupid.
1: The correct answer is a phrase that comes at the end of a list of instructions. I don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Maybe. Lost.
2: <laughs> I want to know like I want to know like the origins of that was you know was that somebody like was that like a parent trying to break the ice that like there's a <laughs> weird paternity situation like you know like what? hey your dad's really your uncle or something like hey listen I need you to get a loaf of bread I need you to get uh, you know milk we definitely oh need milk we need some eggs hey listen just hurry back because I got to make their listen Bob's your uncle see you later you know and like what <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> my whole life is a lie. Hey, don't forget the eggs. Bob's
3: uncle. All right. Bob's are pretty reliable, so what if it's like, hey, do these instructions like Bob would. Remember who you are. Yeah, oh,
1: okay. yeah exactly. Bob wouldn't mess up this
2: list. Yeah, Bob wouldn't uncle. mess this up. I, yeah. Listen, okay. I don't want to say this. I, I, or your dad. Yeah, your listen, uncle or your dad. I don't I want to sound passive aggressive here, but last time you came home with 1% milk, when I specifically asked for two, you no. know your feeling. You know Bob's feelings about one percent milk. And remember, yeah. Bob is your uncle. <laughs> and your he's uncle. not having it. He's got a very Bob's specific hook. tolerance for lactose. Here, oh, Bob's oh, your uncle. Uh, All right, like
1: Derek, it. you're up. Bollocking. Bollocking. Mm. Is it mm. jogging? Telling someone off or speed reading? Bollocking. Speed reading. It's telling someone off.
3: Dang it! That was my first thought. Okay.
1: Always go with your gut. All I right, Jamie. Have. Brass monkeys. Brass monkeys. Is it extreme brass cold? Monkey. Basic details or a group of basic bros? Brass monkeys.
0: I'm going to go with the group of basic bros. because no, it's
3: extreme cold. Extreme cold. What?
0: Brass monkeys? Brass That's, monkey uh, or monkeys? Yeah, I, I,
3: <laughs> I would have said freezing cold because that kind of put me in a mindset of I'm freezing my kahunas <laughs> off out here.
0: Freezing I don't your brass monkeys though, So that I didn't think that. Yeah, yeah
3: so yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. He puts All you right, at a disadvantage.
1: Jesse, you're out. Butcher's hook. Butcher's hook. Oh, is it to take a look at something, a punch in the face, or the long way around?
2: Oh, that sounds like the long way around. I mean, that one seems, you know, yeah, I'm going to nope. take the old butcher's hook route.
1: To take and, uh, a look at something is the correct answer. Ah. So far, we are 0 for 4. Just oh, oh, yeah, we're no good at this. All right, uh, Derek,
0: Surprise. you're
1: up. <laughs> Chuffed. C h u f f e d, chuffed, mm. chuffed. All right. angry, proud, or jealous. I'm chuffed. Uh, angry, proud. Oh, what? <laughs> <it's> okay. <laughs> hey, are weird. Hey, Go ahead. Bob. Bob was so chuffed when you brought home the two
3: percent milk. Mm. <laughs> your you uncle know Bob. about his lactose situation. That sounds, that sounds, your gross. Uncle. Hey, that sounds gross. That sounds gross it sounds like it sounds that chuffed sounds like it would not come up in a word filter on your governor's <laughs> is yeah you know.
2: someone's getting on alert about You're, that yeah. <laughs> your your wink wink your wink wink uncle Bob is very chuffed (laughs)
3: right now. Interpret that as you may. It's getting really 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 inappropriate in here. You got camera. You gonna get another uh, call
1: from the board? All right, throwing. Oh, Jamie, you're up. Throwing a wobbly is throwing a wobbly, a temper tantrum, (laughs) a curveball, or a twist ending? Throwing
0: a wobbly. I'm gonna go with the temper tantrum. Yes, we have our first correct answer. Yes. little johnny was throwing a wobbly
1: well, your uncle bob was throwing a wobbly when you came home
4: with the
0: oh, you're, oh, hey, no. Kevin, you're, wink wink
1: uncle, bob.
3: No. <laughs> you're uncle no, no, bob no 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 i'm not supposed to be here
1: <laughs> jesse here we go chunder chunder is it throw up kiss or american football
2: I mean, it sounds like it's. It doesn't sound something the very affectionate. Chunder from down give me, under. Yeah, but if I if I were to go up to, do I, hey, give me a chunder. <laughs> it Does sound very affectionate here. I'm gonna go. That sounds more like a throw up to me than a kiss.
1: It
3: is throw up. Uh-huh. Another. We are in a streak. All of a sudden. Oh uh, man. She, they're white. They're white British. Activated and they got it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, Derek, you're up. Um, right. Damp squib. Damp oh, that squib. That just sounds gross. Is it a street brawl, an old rickety boat, or a complete failure? A damp squib.
3: Old rickety boat. A complete failure. Oh. A complete failure. That's what I am right now.
1: <laughs> damp squib. I'm a, <laughs> I am a Why damp I, squib.
2: What? I'm I feel a damp like... squib. Does anyone feel like the old English probably has more terms for old rickety boat than any other dialect? Like, I feel like they probably have like 50 words that mean old rickety boat. Like, I don't know why, but I just feel, feel
1: like they do. All right, Jamie. Fortnite. Is it one month, 10 days, or two weeks? Fortnite
0: is going to be one month. Two weeks. How'd you know that, Jesse? The game.
3: There's a game called Fortnite.
0: Well, I know there's a game. I never played it. My kids play it. I didn't know it meant two weeks.
3: Two weeks. Yeah. All right, Jesse.
1: Grockle. G-R-O- Old rickety rickety boat. (laughs) (laughs) Grockle. A huge pile of food, like too much to eat, an annoying tourist, or especially exorbitant taxes. Grockle. Grockle is the name
2: of the first mammophant brought back. Welcome to the world, Grockle. Uh, no, sorry.
1: Uh,
2: no. Uh, what, was this, what was one? What was the one? Adult, a pile of meat?
1: You said? A pile of food? Huge pile of food? Too much yeah, food? It's that. an annoying tourist, or is the first one? Uh, no, the correct answer is an, anno- an annoying tourist. Is a Grockle?
3: Oh. Yeah, that, I mean, that could sound pretty disrespectful. I want to fight you. I don't even know what that means.
1: That applies to the mammoth.
0: <laughs> Annoying tourist shows up. All right, Derek. <laughs> yeah.
1: Jammy. Jammy. Is it lucky, tricky, or tiny? Golly. Bob is jammy. Tiny. Lucky. I am a damn squib. <laughs> you don't watch enough of The, the Crown. and
3: uh, I don't. Bridgeton I've not seen one episode. Guilty. Yeah, I mean, I've not seen. There's, there's, I can, there's a billion things more interesting to me than watching any of those old, stuffy people walk around with tea and crumpets. I'm not trying to see none the of them. The Crown me. is
0: good. The Crown is good. Okay. My knowledge of all British I'll take your TV.
3: word for it.
2: Yeah, my knowledge of old British, British, old British TV begins and ends with a Mr. Bean sketch where he is stuck up on a high dive that I saw when I was like 12 years old and still think it's hilarious to this day. That's that's it. That's the pinnacle of British culture.
1: Um, all right, Jamie, here we go. Knackered. Is that dirty in need of a bath? Absolutely exhausted or very strong, having large muscles? Knackered, knackered. with a K.
0: Knackered. I, th- I think I'm just exhausted. I'm just knackered out. That is correct. <laughs>
1: That's correct. So okay, at the end of this round, I have she's, one she's round she's left. What's the English. score, Clark? Is it two one zero? Uh, it's uh two, one, zero. Yep. Yep. Well, Jamie. I I three, is in the only lead. have two? Jamie's okay. in the lead with two. Jesse has one. Is it one? two? Wait, no, three. Make this one worth two. Three. Is it three? Three? No. Okay. Make this
3: one worth four so okay. I can win.
1: Three. And then Jamie, or Jesse has two. And then yep. Derek has zero. It's 3-2-0. That's what it is. I'm I'm a I'm a damp squid. Sorry. <laughs> damn squid squid! <laughs> all right um, okay this final round is worth four okay. points four mm. points yes! <laughs> here we go Jesse you're up minging m-i-n-g-i-n-g minging is it light as a feather like able to fly absolutely disgusting or inexpensive like a great bargain
2: I'm gonna say minging. that's uh that's that sounds like a bargain to me Absolutely
3: disgusting. So mean. Ah. That damn yeah, squid I, 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 I get mean. that. The way you said that, Jamie, that makes, yeah, that makes sense. But I like that vibe.
1: All right, Derek, you could take the lead right. if you get this one I right. I could
3: take the lead. I could take the lead at least for a little bit until Pork Jamie knocks pies. out the part. Pork pies.
1: Mm-hmm. Is it mm-hmm. two coins, the equivalent of about 20 cents in the US? Is it little pigs or white lies? Pork pies.
3: White lies. Yes. Ah! That's what I was gonna wow. <laughs> wow. That's good wow. job.
1: Impressive. All right, Jamie. Very this impressive. is the what whole I'm... game, right, Dude, right here. here. You Got win it, this ready. one. You get. If not, It <laughs> came out of nowhere. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tosh. T o s h. Is it fancy, average, or garbage? Tosh.
0: I think if you're very tosh, you're just very average.
1: Garbage. Derek wins. Dang
0: it. Oh,
1: wow. wow. <laughs> time after time. Derek, I'm very impressed, man. <laughs> <laughs> you? I'm very impressed.
3: That's crazy. <laughs> 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 you know, this is really very much like, Test in school for me, like I would oh. do really, really bad. And then at the end, they'll have like one question. It's like, question. if you get this, yeah. you get the bonus question. I'll get the bonus question. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the, that's the damn squid need. now, yeah. not about, not uh, you. Exactly, <laughs>
2: exactly.
1: Jesse was tossing the game. I know. I've got Gronkle all over my face. That meant- <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I like that game. All right. That'll do it for The Queen's English. Well, many thanks to Levi Lusko for joining us today. Uh, remember, you can read more of our conversation with him over at relevantmagazine.com. We have a piece in the fall digital issue. You can click right there on the magazine tab and it is available for free and ad-free thanks to UHSM. Uh, also in the issue, uh, Erwin McManus, Natalie Bergman, Trillian Neubel, uh so much more. Uh, Jessica Chastain's on the cover. Go check it out. The fall digital issue of Relevant, available ad free for free. Thanks to UHSM. Hey, make sure to follow us on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're doing different things on the different platforms. So I don't know what your favorite is, but uh, (laughs) it's a great way to keep up with what's new. Uh, You can submit questions to the cast for upcoming episodes. You can follow along on Twitter at Relevant Podcast to answer the question of the week and other things. Um, Yeah, follow Relevant on all of the socials also if you're not really a social media person but you want to stay in the loop you can sign up for our morning email it's our top five trending stories um each day uh sent to your inbox you can sign up right there on the front page of relo on that note we'll wrap it up i'm cameron strang i'm jesse carey
0: i'm jamie ivy
1: and i'm no longer a damn squid baby <laughs> <laughs> all right we'll see y'all on friday have a great week everyone sorry leave my luster.
0: I'm struggle Relevant Podcast Network.